Mike Staley Podcast. We've opened up Cafe Anyway to you, and you may enter and uh, enjoy yourself. Have any beverage you'd like. Okay, that was not necessary. You're gonna pay for that. What the? Hey, how how come? How how come that guy's here? Mutley's here. Uh, welcome to the show called Mike's Daily Podcast. F- F- episode 1527-1527. Let's do a wonderful show today. Mike's Daily Podcast. With Bonita, the disgruntled fiddle player and the brewmaster. I could sing something maybe a little faster. How about something like this? I could talk about really fast and I could sing about all the things going on in the Bay Area that are really fun. Like I live in Podcaster Valley and everybody's really nice there and everybody walks around and they go, hey, how come we can't drive in the Bay Area? Mike's Daily Podcast. People cannot drive. That's right, Jack. In the Bay Area. There is something, they are just Mike's awful drivers. Daily it's just. Podcast. It's. it's yeah. It, it, what they do is, so you're moving along. There's a stoplight in front of you. The light turns green. You're thinking, oh, I'll continue at this not really fast speed, but an adequate speed. And those people ahead, they will accelerate now. They will take off, gradually move through that signal, through that intersection, and then we'll be all moving at the same speed. No, even when the light's green, people just sit there. Come on! Let's go! Look who walked in. Hi, Mark! It's Benita the Rodeo Queen! How y'all doing? I brought my horse down. Hey, to this disgruntled fiddle player tell you what. What? You know that sometimes when a lot is green, that's merely a suggestion. It doesn't mean I have to go. I'll do what I want. Oh, so people are being jerks. They're not, they don't have any consideration for the people behind them that want to, like, keep moving. Of course not. Look who else is here. I make the delicious root beer. I'm the brewmaster. Oh, boy. The brewmaster, everyone. Isn't he wonderful? Thanks. Oh, boy. You know, the podcast picture today, because I know that's coming. And here's today's How did I know that is of the wonderful, what do you call it? Oh, Valentino, the parking attendant, who is walking in right now. Isn't this exciting? And it's Thursday. Look who it is. Hello, Mike. This is Valentino, the parking attendant. I can't believe it's almost done this week. day. Yes, the week is almost done. We have, we actually, we did do a podcast every day this week. So that's why maybe I feel a little tired of doing podcasts, but whatever. Cafe, whatever. I mean, the name of the place is called. Anyway. I like it like that. Oh my, my, my. Something must be wrong with you. Um, that's true. What I was going to say was people, some people say the word, um, a lot. I've talked about this before, but there is someone who I work with who is not on the air, who was, hey, you know, I never noticed how much I hate when people say, um, 
until I met a guy who never says um, who just zips through, is very eloquent, knows exactly what he needs to say, says it, and is to the point. He was having a bromance with this guy, I guess. He was in total awe. He was enamored of this person. And little angels were flying around him and whatnot. My point being, because that's catchphrase of the show, my point being is that, ah! Busted eardrums. I almost said, uh, but I went, ah, instead, is I do not understand this show. Someone that I work with is a huge fan of Star Trek. And he comes in, and this guy I work with, he's got a really deep voice. Very funny. Sounds something like that. Very funny. And he goes, hey, I found something for you. You're going to enjoy this. And I go, what is it? He goes, now I know you canceled Netflix, but I have every single episode and every season of the television show Star Trek Continues. My friend, my bubbly bobbleheaded friend, let me tell you, you can watch all of these. You don't need this person, this Star Trek fan to make the CDs for you, the DVDs for you. No, you can find them all on YouTube. Yes, all the episodes. In fact, what it is is, he didn't quite explain to me what it was, so I had to watch him. It was very nice of him to make the DVDs for me. But what it is, is fans of this show. Okay, so Doctor Who, I will relate to Doctor Who very briefly, that there was a time in one of the episodes back in the early, uh, late 60s where Patrick McDuhan, Patrick, no, that's the guy from Patrick McNee, Patrick, no, that was the guy from uh, The Prisoner. And then Patrick McNee is from Avengers. Patrick Doohan, everybody's named Patrick in this one area that makes a lot of British TV shows, apparently. I don't think that's... uh, I'm making a bold statement. That is... No, it was uh, Troughton. I forgot his first name. He was the doctor's second Doctor Who. So when the doctor gets mortally wounded, as I explained in the last show, he will regenerate into a new doctor, a new actor who will then take on the show for however many years, the longest being Tom Baker. So, but when Patrick Trouton, Patrick Trouton, I'm saying his name wrong, became the John, oh, nobody's names. That's so weird. I usually know these names right off the bat. Anyway, the third doctor, when, they never showed him regenerating. Some fan, Doctor Who fan person, was able to track down the, the third Doctor actor. He was out of work at that. He has since passed away. But he was able to get in touch with him and say, Hey, do you want to do... I kind of look a little like if you and Doctor, the second Doctor had a baby. I kind of look like the two of you. And maybe... You, we could do a show uh, and a little episode and I'll fund it where I'll be the guy that like I'm transforming between the two it's crazy somebody had this dream a sci-fi nerd crazy Doctor Who crazy fan and they, they went ahead and did it and they made it and this is on YouTube as well well somebody is a huge Star Trek fan 
and made these episodes of what if the cast of Star Trek continued making television shows. And we and he 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 himself, this guy, he directs these shows, these Star Trek episodes. He plays Captain Kirk and he is the director. He he fun he produces them, does everything, writes the script. And everybody Okay, he's the best uh, similar person to he's trying to be William Shatner. And although he doesn't sound like William Shatner, he he's got the look down of William Shatner, the way that uh, William looked in the Star Trek early Star Trek episodes. Here's a little clip. We shouldn't even be having this conversation. That's William Shatner, supposedly. My position is not based upon Commander Garrett's gender. That's supposed to be Spock. That's Spock. Despite our charter, our values, Starfleet has never given a woman command of a Constitution class. That's supposed to be William Shatner. He looks like him. Doesn't sound like him, but looks like him. The way the cards fell, but... He's got that swagger. Good to be considered here. Okay, you can watch all those. They're online. Uh... Yeah. Okay, so I was watching the first one, and now I understand. And you know, the quality is pretty good. How they how they do it. Oh yeah, this was the doctor. We have accepted your plea that there is evil in the universe that must be fought, and that you still have a part to play in that battle. Yeah, that was the second doctor. Oh, and this is the one where the guy actually made. Yes. Okay, this is that doc- what I was just explaining to you. Pertwee. Oh, there he is. He is an old man now, John Pertwee, and he's he doesn't have much dialogue. <laughs> they just have him. They got. They spent a lot of money on this. It's called the Second Doctor's Regeneration, the 2014 Deluxe Edition, and they were able to, while Pertwee was still alive, uh, it those both those doctors have since passed away, but they were able to make a fun. And then they have made all these other interesting fan things, where they've taken pieces of, let's say, the British actor had done an, a different thing other than Doctor Who, and they've pieced together these they've they've taken like so this is the doctor but actually that actor's playing a completely different role in in maybe a spy film or something and they they go okay look and he's doing this and they create these entire episodes and they do that with other shows as well it's the amazing creative world in which we live isn't it apparently they hit their own city north korea they launched a missile we're finding out about this now, but apparently it, it they it crashed into a a town. Uh, it did. They don't know how many people were killed. This happened last spring, and it hit a city called Tokchon. It has a population of more than two hundred thousand, but it hit a agricultural area, and missed a very crowded area. So they don't know how many people were killed, but that of course was covered up by the people in North Korea. And then you've heard about the Steve Bannon thing, about how in a book he said this about Donald Trump's son, collusion, and I don't know. You've heard about it. But 
this is what you may not know is that alcohol damages stem cell DNA and increases cancer risk. This according to Reuters. Apparently drinking alcohol produces a harmful chemical in the body which can lead to permanent genetic damage in the DNA of stem cells increasing the risk of cancer. This in a report that was published yesterday. Working with mice in laboratories, British scientists used chromosome analysis and DNA sequencing to examine the genetic damage caused by acetaldehyde, acetaldehyde, a harmful chemical produced when the body processes alcohol. Their findings offered more detail about how alcohol increases the risk of developing seven types of cancer, including common forms such as breast and bowel cancer. It also showed how the body seeks to defend against the damage alcohol can do. Quote, some cancers develop due to DNA damage in stem cells. While some damage occurs by chance, our findings suggest that drinking alcohol can increase the risk of damage. The Medical Research Council Laboratory of Molecular Biology led the study. World Health Organization's International Agency for Research on Cancer classifies alcohol as a group one carcinogen citing convincing evidence it causes cancer in humans. A study published in 2011 found that alcohol is responsible for around 4% of all cancer in Britain, equating to around 12,800 causes a year. And in the study, um, they, they gave diluted alcohol to mice and then analyzed the effect on their DNA. They found that acetaldehyde can break and damage DNA within blood stem cells, permanently altering the DNA sequencing within the cells. Damn, acetaldehyde. Hmm. Now, the, they, when healthy stem cells become faulty, they can give rise to cancerous cells, is how they are saying. Researchers also looked at how the body tries to protect itself against damage caused by alcohol. The first line of defense is a group of enzymes called adelhyde dehydrogenases, or ALDHs. These break down the acetaldehyde into acetate, which cells can then use as a source of protein. So you just need more of that and you'll be fine. You'll have all this superpowers. But when mice lacking a critical ALDH enzyme were given alcohol, their DNA suffered four times as damage compared with mice with a properly functioning version of enzymes. So drink in moderation or don't drink it all. And then you'll be a really fun person. Wow. And they told me coffee's bad for me. Or is it good for me? I don't know. I'm confused. Trump's lawyers send a cease and desist letter to Bannon. Bannon says he still supports Trump. Bannon's got apparently some radio show on Sirius XM. You can listen to anybody on Sirius XM. Ivanka. What? Ivanka Trump? She's lovely. She and her husband, Jared Kushner, he's lovely, made a deal when they came to Washington to serve in the White House that the first daughter would become the first female president if the opportunity arose. 
according to an upcoming book obtained by The Guardian. Yes, that same Fire and Fury book, which we've heard, which is uh, the whole reason why this whole... They will be met with fire, fury, and frankly, power, the likes of which this world has never seen before. The one that got Steve Bannon into trouble. The book Fire and Fury Inside the Trump White House is based on over 200 interviews with the president and prominent figures inside and outside the administration. It includes tidbits about the Trump White House key players, including the deal between Trump's elder daughter and her husband. Between themselves, the two had made an earnest deal if sometime in the future, the opportunity arose, she'd be the one to run for president. The first woman president Ivanka entertained would not be Hillary Clinton, it would be Ivanka Trump. The book goes on to explain the feud between former White House chief strategist Steve Bannon and the first daughter and her husband. Bannon, who had coined the term Jarvanka, that was now in even greater use in the White House, was horrified when the couple's deal was reported to him. They didn't say that, he said. Stop. Oh, come on. They didn't actually say that. Please don't tell me that. Oh, my God, he said. Bannon has long been vocal about his disdain for the couple, whom he worked alongside during his time in the White House. In an interview with Vanity Fair, he said the railhead of all bad decisions is the same railhead, Jarvanka. And the president rebuked Bannon after hearing about, well, the other stuff, too. It, experts are saying that there are security flaws, all phones... And computers are at processors risk. Processors from Intel and AMD that could let hackers steal sensitive information from millions of devices. According to a report released Wednesday, the two bugs affect everything from laptops and tablets to smartphones and even internet servers from the last decade. It's left developers scrambling to find fixes, and experts say the impact will vary from product to product. Yes, so they said yesterday, security researchers said, a set of security flaws that they said could let hackers steal sensitive information from nearly every modern computing device containing chips from Intel, Advanced Micro Devices Inc., and ARM Holdings. One of the bugs is specific to Intel, but another affects laptops, desktops, smartphones, tablets, and internet servers alike. Intel and ARM insist that the issue was not a design flaw, but it will require users to download a patch and update their operating systems to fix it. Phones, PCs, everything are going to have some impact, but it'll vary from product to product. Researchers with Google, in conjunction with academic and industry researchers from several countries, discovered two flaws. The first called Meltdown, affects Intel chips and lets hackers bypass the hardware barrier between applications run by users and the computer's memory, potentially letting hackers read a computer's memory and steal passwords. The second, called Spectre, affects chips from Intel, AMD, and ARM and lets hackers potentially trick otherwise error-free applications into giving up secret information. The researcher said Apple and Microsoft had patches ready for users for desktop computing affected by Meltdown. Microsoft declined to comment and Apple did not immediately return requests for comment. Apple, by the way, people that use Apple products are always, yeah, they, they can never get bugs. They can never get hacked. They're supercomputers. One of the researchers for the Graz University of Technology who discovered Meltdown said, 
It's probably one of the worst CPU bugs ever found. In an interview with Reuters, Gruss said Meltdown was the more serious problem in the short term, but could be decisively stopped with software patches. An inspector, the broader bug that applies to nearly all computing devices is harder for hackers to take advantage of, but less easily patched and will be a bigger problem in the long term. Speaking on CNBC, Intel's uh, Krasnick said that Google's researchers told Intel the flaws a while ago and that Intel has been testing fixes that device makers who use its chips will push out next week. But before the problem became public, Google said on its blog that Intel and others plan to disclose the issue on January 9th. Google said it informed the affected companies about the Spectre flaw June 1st of last year and reported the meltdown flaw after the first flaw, but before July 28th of last year. As we go outside a cafe anyway, we're bringing Mike's Daily Podcast somewhere in Podcaster Valley. Always keep an eye, change your passwords regularly. Always keep an eye on all your money accounts and your, you know, any, keep an eye up for anything weird going on. And I say, don't have a bunch of apps on your phone. Everybody's telling you to download this app, download that app. No, you don't need to download a bunch of apps. Get the main apps that you need for stuff like Google Maps. I need that every day to get to and from work, uh, to get home. I need it. I need the, uh, the my email app. I need uh, the... I don't need that one. I'm going to delete that one right now. I need my voice recording app so I can record my dog barking like this right here. Basil box. Just strip it down. You don't need a bunch of apps. I'm, I'm crazy. I'm just so mad. Crazy mad at people that are like, oh, you need this app. You need that app. No. A, you're taking up memory on my phone. B, you're opening up me up for hackers. Stop it. So just be uh, aware. That's all I'm saying is aware. And don't ever say the word uh, because it sounds bad. I hope I didn't bore you too much. You know, it was National Science Fiction Day yesterday or the day before or something like that. So uh, it was fitting what we talked about on today's show, I think, don't you? Next show, it's going to be the wonderful Madame Rutabaga Valentino and Bison Bedley. I will speak with you anon. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.